What do you do when things just go sideways? Happy Monday, Competitor Nation. It's Jake here, your Chief Encouragement Officer. It's the last day of July. I'm so excited about the next couple of months. In fact, today, I'm super excited as I get to kick off this morning with Ennis Independent School District here in Texas doing the keynote for the teachers in convocation, getting ready to start a brand new school year. And then tomorrow, I get to hop on a plane to head to Detroit, Michigan to work with an incredible group of franchisees on how we compete every day. Quit worrying about competitors. Quit worrying about everything else. Focus on how we're going to improve our location and compete with ourselves every day. It is that time of year, which means it's August, September, October. I'm on the road all over the country getting ready to speak and work with organizations. And if you're listening, you know you've got an end-of-year event, you got a kickoff event for 2024, or you're just needing help developing your leaders or instilling a culture of competing every day with your people, shoot me a note. Would love to have a conversation about not only my keynotes, but my workshops and programs and how it could help your leaders get better results, not only for themselves, but the people on their team they're trying to lead. Best way to do that, just shoot me an email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. The team will make sure it gets to me and we can set up a call to discuss a little bit more about your event, your team, and how we can make it a win. Today, I want to talk to you about what you do when things go sideways. If you're on my weekend uh, Separates Winners newsletter, you read about this, or if you happen to follow me on Instagram at Jake Thompson Speaks, then you saw earlier this month, I had quite the adventure. I went with my wife and a few friends to Spain to celebrate my 40th birthday. We were getting to spend a few days in Marbella in the south of Spain, and then my wife and I were going by ourselves to Mallorca for a few days in Madrid before coming home. It was designed to be a relaxing, fun way to celebrate my 40th, to spend time with friends, to get away after turning in the draft of my second book to the editor. And on Friday morning, we were in a Bolt, which is essentially Europe's version of Uber, going from our hotel in Marbella to the airport in Malaga to catch a flight to Mallorca. A lot of M's. And our Bolt driver picks us up. We have about a 45-minute drive to the airport. It was going to put us at the airport about an hour-ish, hour 15 before our flight so that we could check our bags. And as we're driving about 20 minutes west of the airport, the Bolt car blows its tire. Back right tire runs over something, shreds it. We're over on the side of the highway and stuck. I am frantically starting to panic at this point that we're going to miss our flight, which means we're going to have to probably stay another night there in Marbella. We're not going to get to this nice hotel that we had paid for for another day. It was going to be a wasted night. And I was going through every situation and, and having that stressed heart rate picked up, breathing picking up that, oh my gosh, I got to do something. And so I get on the Bolt app. And I'm trying to get another car to pick us up on the side of the highway and no one's coming. Car accepts it and then they're not moving. And I'm starting to, to panic of what are we going to do? And my wife so calmly was like, hey, we're very fortunate nobody was hurt. We're good. We'll figure it out. And it's funny to me that she said that because usually I'm the more calm one in situations. And she's the one I'm saying that to. 
But in this sense, it was so important for me for us to get to this place, this hotel, because she had specifically wanted to stay there. It was like a dream spot for her in the mountains. And so I was just like, we got to figure this out. And I'm trying to get a bolt and I can't get a bolt. I'm trying to Uber. There's no Uber on the island. I'm trying to everything. And the poor cab driver, or the poor bolt driver, he was calling his boss and nobody was around. And we just lucked out that our friends that had been in Marbella with us just happened to be out not only in their car, but in a relatively close area to us. See, they had planned to go in a completely opposite direction to grab their daughter who was at a camp and then go to their Airbnb for the rest of the week. They were staying there. And they just happened to not only be in the general ballpark of where we were, but just to reach out and say, hey, we had such a great time again. Hope you guys have a great flight and enjoy Mallorca. And we immediately start texting them. Here's what happened. We're stuck. Are y'all anywhere near us? And they were about 15 minutes away. So at this point, we are 20-ish minutes from the airport. They're 15 minutes away. We're going to be cutting it close. They pick us up. We're hauling to the airport. We then get lost and confused at the airport. We get dropped off in a taxi line, which we didn't even think we could get out. And then we're running through the airport. My wife and I, we look like the family from home alone, just sprinting through the airport. We get up to the ticket line. It's packed. So I kind of run in front of everybody up to a spot, say, hey, we've got to make this flight. The guy at the front was so gracious. He said, hey, listen, hop in that line. We'll make a call if it gets to that cutoff. Sure enough, we get in the line. They make the call. Hey, last flight. We run up, they get us in, we're the last people that get checked in, the last bags that get on the plane, we race to the gate, we make the flight, relax on the plane, deep breath. And I'm chuckling because this entire time that I'm going through this stress, I'm thinking through what are we going to do if this doesn't work and trying to run all of the options in my head and at the same time try to ground myself in the idea that we were safe when we could have been in an accident. And I would love to tell you that the adventures ended there, but they didn't. In fact, I learned a very valuable lesson when we landed in Mallorca, which is despite having a certain status in a rental car company, despite having my driver's license on file with them, despite having a picture of my driver's license on my phone scanned files, they will not give you a car unless you have your actual driver's license. And mine accidentally was still sitting back in my Tahoe in Texas and no way to get to me. So the rental car we had to drive to our hotel, to drive around and do some tours over the weekend, was out of luck. And we had to take a cab. And the cab driver was not very happy because this was apparently the place where no cab drivers go from the airport because it is a ways away. It's a little bit secluded. And this entire drive in the back of the car, I can feel the cab driver is frustrated with us that we're making him go there. I am frustrated with myself because I wanted to drive uh, Elena to some different wineries and places so that she could see more of the island and there was no way to get a driver or anything else and I'm I'm just getting frustrated. It's that moment that we all have when you know you messed up and there's nothing you can do about it because in that moment my driver's license was back in Texas and I was having all of the frustrations. And we're sitting in the car and I'm aggravated. And I'm like, I got to find a way out. And I go back to this idea in my head of what do I still control? See, there's always going to be things that happen to us in life that are outside of our control, like the flat tire, or inside of our control, like leaving our driver's license when we should need it. (laughs) 
there's always going to be those things we deal with, right? Things inside of our control that we messed up on, things outside of our control that we had no say on. These are the most crucial times to be not only aware of our self-talk, but intentional about how we listen and talk back to ourselves. Because if we're not careful, it's in these moments that the wrong thoughts spiral out of control. And not only do they ruin our day, but they can ruin your mindset, they can ruin your trip, they can ruin your week, they can make you get into an even worse situation. So when we were sitting in the back of our friend's car, racing to the airport, I'm stressing that we're not going to make the flight. I continue to focus on the fact that we were okay when there could have been a serious accident, that there was another flight tomorrow so we could still get there even if we were missing a day, and that all we could control was getting to the airport and being as fast as we could to unload and try to get there. It was helpful for me as well to think through the if-then statements that we've talked about here on the show. If we miss our flight, then here's what I'm going to do. If we make the flight, here's what we're going to do. The simple if-then took me out of, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? How are we going to make this? To Here's the game plan. If it works, we do this. If it doesn't work, we do this. It helped me channel my focus and energy into something more productive. Now, that wasn't as helpful for me in the back of the cab when I realized I'd left my driver's license. It was easy to get in that loop of, what an idiot. Oh my God, how'd you mess this up? Apologizing to my wife for ruining her opportunity to go see certain places. And I just made a mental note, always pack your driver's license. And then I spent the drive trying to search through my phone of who I could find to drive us, what the taxi apps were, what our options were, how we could change things around. I kept repeating myself, this is a valuable lesson and it's not going to ruin our entire trip. But if I keep beating myself up, if I stay in a bad mood, that will. And so I just started looking at alternatives. I figured out that once we got to the hotel, we could figure something out. Instead of sulking on the mistake I made, I started shifting my internal talk and focus on what we could do now going forward. The whole when you're next, instead of stewing and circling on the last one. And then the last thing I did in the back of the car that just was me versus me was simply this focus on controlling my breathing. Dr. Andrew Huberman talks about this a lot on his podcast and how shifting our breath is really helpful in certain times and how we need to be intentional with what we do because sometimes taking a deep breath isn't the right thing to do. Sometimes we got to do a couple of quick inhales in our nose, exhales in our mouth, that doing the box drill with our breath, things that can pull our focus into how we're breathing, control our heart rate a little bit, can put us back into this present moment. So in that moment, I was doing everything I could to focus on my self-talk, where I shifted my focus, and how I was breathing. And whenever I felt my thoughts going one direction, I started talking back to myself. And whenever I feel my heart rate getting up and getting antsy and nervous and stressed, I would focus on my breathing. I was doing a combination of things that this wasn't the first time I'd done them, but it was one of the first times I'm trying to put all three into practice in what I felt was a very stressful and self-frustrating moment. Things are going to go sideways on you. Sometimes they're outside of your control. Sometimes it's from choices you made. But it's in those moments that we build our resilience and ability to bounce back and focus on what's next if we become aware of what our thoughts are doing, if we talk back to those thoughts to make them more productive by shifting our focus and controlling our breath. And the easiest ways to do that is start being aware of the thoughts you're having. 
Start shifting your focus to a more productive one. Think optimism grounded in reality, but looking for the most positive, productive focus going forward. What's the next best thing for me? Practice the if-then statements. If it works out, then here's what I'll do. If it doesn't work out, then here's what I'm going to do. If this happens, then here's what I'm going to do. And then don't allow that negative inner loop to keep going. Short circuit it by focusing on your breath and talking back to it productively. Because there's always something you can do going forward to keep growing and keep improving instead of just sitting there and sulking and circling on what you can't control because it either happened outside of your influence or it was a mistake you made that's in the past. And living in the past is not helpful for anyone. It's a place for lessons, not living. So be where your feet are, control your breath and start talking back to yourself when things go sideways because they will. But you'll find if you have a better control on how you respond when things go sideways, you can do a whole lot more going forward. I'm cheering for you today, competitor. Go win your day. Thanks again, competitor, for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. This is Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and I'm glad you're here because that means you're a driven leader who wants to maximize your performance and pursue greatness in every area of your life. To learn more about Compete Every Day, get involved in our leadership cohort, or find resources to help you lead better and succeed more, visit CompeteEveryDay.com. I'll see you next episode.